Yo, yo, yo. What's up, people? Thank you for hitting play on this podcast. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. We're about to take a journey to discuss some reggae rock music. We're going to have an insanely uh, insightful conversation with a talented group of people. Uh, You know, we're going to give you some positive thoughts to live your uh, life by to get you through the week. We're going to spread some positivity. We're going to play some awesome music. We're going to talk about it. We're going to do all these kinds of things because this is for the vibes, the podcast, for the people, by the people. And guess what? I'm JB. You know that. You already knew that, man. We've been doing this thing for a while, right? But I got a couple of dogs with me. I got a couple of the homies (laughs) on the podcast. As always, we got Brett and Evan. Now, before you guys say anything, because I know it gets confusing when I both ask you how you're doing at once, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stagger it a little bit. All right, we're going to go to Evan, Yarmo, the Yardstick, the Don Dada, the East Coast, Beast Coast King, the No Cap, Tap a Tap Tap. I can't, I, I got nothing. All right, Evan, how you doing, dude? I, you know what, after that intro, JB, uh, I'm doing great. <laughs> you really captured my you whole know- essence there. <clears throat> let's let's you know go a little behind the scenes Evan was giving me shit because I don't give him a grandiose intro like I used to and I just tried to do it on the spot that's why I gotta write things down ahead of time Evan you just saw the reason why anyways man you say you're doing good that makes me happy that makes the people happy I appreciate you raising everybody's vibes and Brett I know you're probably gonna do the same thing right now with the with the vibes just raising my man what's up dude how you doing I'm good JB but let me tell you something let me tell you something about our other co-host, his name is Evan Yarmo. He's got a mullet that's just growing every single episode to the point to where he's like the fucking little shop of horrors. Audrey number two, he needs to eat. My God, I lost train of thought. I was trying to give you a he's good like, intro too, and maybe you're right, JB. You got to write those things down. Do, I know because like where I was going didn't even make sense. Oh, reggae rock Rapunzel. I like it. Wow, I like it. So, anyways, I'm doing good. Um. I know we had some technical difficulties, you know, that shit happens. But what was cool was beyond technical difficulties with the podcast, I got to go and host the 420 Ascension 420 Fest. And that was some cool shit. I got to be a blaster knot. They got to give me some digital cannabis. And man, life is good. That was fun. That was a good experience. That was 420. I hope you all had a good 420 for those of you who partake and i i think at some point the boost to our economy is going to justify a fucking national holiday holla if you hear me holla yeah i think you're spot on man and i think uh you were one hell of a blast or not dude i, I don't know if maybe you missed your calling in life and you should have been an astronaut because <laughs> you were just way too natural in that cockpit if you know what i mean um, but uh Sounds yeah spicy. dude let's talk about it because you, you <clears throat> mentioned technical difficulties and actually all right, everyone that's listening right now, we know, all right, we got all your nasty DMs. You know, we missed a week, all right? We didn't drop episode last week. And hand up, that's on us. We had some audio issues, okay? We, we, uh, you know, we had to take a little break, all right? Have you ever missed a day of work? Have you ever called out of work? Have you ever taken a nap in the middle of the day? That's basically what we did. We took a nap, but we're back at it. False, false, false. Check this out, though, JB. Check this out. That'd be really weird if you went to work and they're like, you didn't work today, fool. You forgot to clock in and you got That's your the, whole yeah. day of work unpaid because yeah. we did the work. We put it in. We did an yeah. episode. We were Chilling on fast. point. Yeah. Damn computer screwed us. I'm I not going to like well, call out which one it was because I don't want to feel bad and do it again. When I was a but, like a, a manager <laughs> at a local sandwich shop, I would 
quote forget to clock in all the time because I'd show up <clears> ten <throat> minutes late and then I could go in and edit my time and say that I was like earlier on time or something. So I don't know. You know, there's, there's definitely pros to not clocking in when you show up at work. But we're getting. But off what track if they here. didn't pay you? If they didn't pay you for that sandwich, Evan? Last week was our sandwich. I'll cut we something. made the damn sandwich. We were hungry. And we had to let it go to waste because, unfortunately, technology screwed us. So, fuck it. We're here. We're here now for the vibes. You know the fucking vibes. I'm just, I'm just blown away that Evan was a manager at a local sub shop. I'm you not. Know, like I, I kind of wish I was What did you call his mullet? What did you call Reggae Rapunzel shit? The last time See, I, I had just, long hair was when I worked at that sandwich shop when I was fucking 19. He looks Dude, that is business, a fun business fact. in the front, and then he turns to the side. What condiments can I get you? <laughs> da, Anyhow, da, 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 we, we were going off track. Now we're way off track. I don't even know if we could ever get back. But you know what? God damn it, we're going to. They're still listening. We're okay. Evan, what's going to happen now, man? Man, now, man, a few things. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna listen to. Normally, it's we listen to five of the best songs that came out last week, but we had technical difficulties. You didn't put out our episode last week, so we're going to give you six of the top tracks from the past two weeks, if Boo! that's fair. If it's not, that's fine. I'm doing it anyways, all right? We're, we're rocking and rolling on this podcast. Then we're going to give you a positive thought, something to help you go about your day in a more positive way. Then we're going to drop an interview with a couple of reggae rock superstars. Just to get you flown and going, listen to their story, find out who these people are, what keeps them going. And maybe that, I don't know, you find a nugget in there too that makes you feel good, makes you feel more more open to the world. Maybe you learn about a new artist and you go and listen to them and you discover this whole discography that's amazing. I don't know. I don't know what people do after they listen to this podcast, but that's what I think is going to happen next. Does that sound about right to you? Sound like it? Did you just ask our listener a question they can't even answer you, dude? That's fucked up. Oh, I'm sorry. I meant you, JB. I should have said your name. Oh. You asked me the I'm question. Just, dude, I'm just wondering, when you were a manager of this small sub shop, did you get power hungry, dude? Did you rule with an iron fist? Were you just like you, – you strike me as the type of guy that would be cool until you were put in a position of power, and then you'd be like hard-ass. Um, dude. Is that true? So I was very hungry all the time. I did like snacking, but power-wise – um, I, man, I wasn't great. It was my first ever time being in that kind of a role. <laughs> and like, I don't know, man, like I definitely, I was definitely like high strong about shit that I shouldn't have been. And like, I don't know, man, I just, I also like, I really like sandwiches. So like I tried really hard to make every sandwich fucking perfect. Like that was, I don't know, man, I love sandwiches. I love making sandwiches. That was my favorite job I ever had. So, like, I was passionate about making good sandwiches and having a clean kitchen and fucking making sure every floor is swept completely, 100% of it. Like, Okay, I took okay, Evan, Evan, job. Evan, Evan, I love you, but I'm passionate about having an audience, and at this point, if we have any left that are waiting to listen to songs, well, fucking, I love you guys. Thank you for listening. Let's do what we do best. Let, let's get into some music for fuck's sake, and let's we can it. keep talking the small talk. I mean, I want to know all about the sandwiches and the favorite one you've ever made and the one maybe that you will make soon. The future sandwich, the sandwich of the future. Bumping maybe it's not even a sandwich. Feature and pepper. Let's go. What's the song? You, you say the name sandwich? of the song, JB. Sandwich featuring Bumpin' Uglies on. or what? Shit. Up next, we've got the song <laughs> K. 
Cali sober <laughs> from pumping uglies with pepper. Hot. Woo. <laughs> been one that's good in moderation I'm the kind of guy that takes a permanent vacation Catch the kind of flight that's got a one-way destination Bags are packed, I ain't coming back Matter of fact, I'm gone after this song Yes, I am You think you know me, I think you're mistaken I'm the kind of real that all your friends are faking Toxic situation, hard and pain like marmalade. Give it one big pull and the band is coming off. Oh yeah. On and off, I'm back and forth, riding wagons for the sport. I'll keep spinning till the wheels fall off. One month I'm a barroom closer. Bumpin' Uglies featuring Kaleo of Pepper, Cali Sober. Evan, what is Cali Sober? Uh, I don't even know what this phrase was before I heard the song, but Cali Sober is, uh, you know, sober except for weed, right? Just weed, or is it? Yeah, yeah, basically, you just you smoke weed. You smoke weed. You don't okay. drink alcohol or do other things. And, you know, oh, I God. think it's a. It's a popular concept, man. I think a lot of people are adopting that mentality and, and lifestyle. And it's probably good for people. And I think a couple of things about this track. Number one, it's incredible to see Pepper linking up with Bumpin' Uglies. I think Bumpin' Uglies, there was a time where they were kind of, you know, the the um, the dark horse, the, the you know, coming from Maryland with this crazy style. It, it almost seemed like it took a little while for them to get uh, the appreciation and respect of the West Coast California reggae rock scene. So to see them, you know, with legendary Pepper on the track, man, to me, that's just like the way that it should be. And I'm happy. I'm happy for Bumpin' Uglies. I'm happy for uh, this track, this collaboration. I think, you know, the track itself is just a couple of guys talking about getting after it. And I think we can all appreciate that. I love getting after it. That's one of my favorite things to do is get after it. But sometimes, man, you get after it a little too hard. Okay. You need to maybe chill out and go on the Cali Sober diet for a little bit. And I think... Brandon and Kaleo are talking about that lifestyle because when you stop me, I'm filling up my cup. Here we go until the morning comes. And with no red lights in our way tonight, here we go until your face is numb. And when I wake up the very next day, the very same thing I always say. And that's a little verse from Kaleo. And, you know, a couple other things, man. Brandon and Howie Spangler are doing a tour in May through Texas and Colorado. That's just a random fun fact, kind of like when Evan told you the last time his hair was long, so he worked in his sandwich shop. But guess what? Okay, I went to the comments section on Facebook for Bumpin' Uglies when they announced this track, and literally all I could see is fire emojis and, like, gifts of, like, people with flamethrowers and anything fire-related. And I think that, uh, you know, we can all kind of appreciate that. This is definitely a fire track. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm stoked. Great way to start the, the music off this week. Well, this is from last week, but... Nevertheless, what'd you guys think? I think just keep it short and concise on my end. 
Cali sober to me is is weird. It's such an oxymoron. I don't get it. Just gonna be honest. Um, because it's not like really sober, so kind of don't get it. But if it makes you feel better, that's cool. You know, like whatever makes you feel better and and makes you have a good time in your life, dope. Like with dope in Cali sober style. And like like you said, Bumpin' Uglies is a band that is continually raising the bar and being dope with great music. It's always got the good energy. It's always fun for the most part. They got some serious shit in the catalog, but for the most part, I feel like you have a good time when you hear Bumpin' Uglies and Pepper. That's kind of a necessity. So they go hand in hand. But uh, not to be a downer. Sorry, I just I don't I haven't been a fan of that term when I heard it because. First time I heard it, I asked somebody, I'm like, what does that mean? And they're like, well, you can smoke weed, but, like, and you can do shrimps, but that's it. Is that correct? Is that your guys' understanding as well? I mean, I didn't know about the shrimps, but probably feels right. I mean, they're both, you know, grown from the earth. They're natural. Like, I get it, dude. I, I couldn't disagree with you more respectfully, man. I love the oh, idea good. of Cali Sober. This is good. This is good. Yes. Why? Yeah. I, because I think that, <clears throat> you know, alcohol is something that you can get carried away with very easily. And I think a lot of people, you know, when they're in that cycle of drinking and getting after it too much, that can be real detrimental to your life, to your health, to your body, all of that stuff. I've been there. You know, I don't know if you have, but I've definitely been in a bad way. I've gotten in one a few times. So to me, the concept of being like, listen, I'm sober, but I like to smoke. It's something I can get down with because I think people still need a release. And I think something like marijuana is a little bit more natural, easier on you, easier on your system, your life, your energy, all of that. So, you know, for people that choose to not drink, but smoke, they can still have their fun. They can still be part of the crew. They can still do something social, you know, but but instead of, uh, you know, waking up in the, you know, puking all over the bathroom and getting a ride home in your friend's trunk, you know, like things like that. So, uh, you know, <laughs> to me, um, that was a little inside joke, but, uh, to me, yeah, dude, I, it makes sense to me, but that's just me. Yeah. But there's also people like, I mean, this is good. We never have healthy conversations. This is a good conversation to have. We have unhealthy conversations. It. Yeah. <laughs> nonsense most of the time, but like, you know, Kyle Smith, right. He's, He's literally sober. Like, the guy doesn't do drugs because he used to be an addict. And to me, or, you know, still is recovering, what have you, I don't know the proper terminology, and I don't mean any disrespect, because that's sensitive ground. But, like, I, I've smoked regularly for a very, very long time. And I don't think that that's really makes me sober, because it's some other substance that I need to use to be in a better state of mind, whether that's alcohol or anything, it's another substance that's introduced to make a difference. So that's like, it is it a bad thing? No, but it's still something. So I don't know. That's why I have a hard time because I don't feel I like I, I just, it's like, I used to have a holdup with sublime with Rome. People know that no disrespect to Rome. I just didn't like it. It was like, here's the add on blah. It's like, why sober? Just Cali lifestyle. Like sober is, be respectful, I guess, fuck, I sound like such an asshole, but here's what it is. Be respectful to the people that are sober. Like, the people that really make that decision to take all this out of their lives and, like, go for it, that's a term to me. I just, I feel like anything else than that, other than that doesn't make sense. I get that. I get. I think I get, I think the last thing you said, I, I now I understand 
your point a little bit more. And you know what, man, the beautiful thing about life is everyone has an opinion and we're all entitled to them. And, you know, I think you feel strongly about that. And I respect that, man. So, you know, we can, uh, you know, agree to respect each other, uh, you know, and, and uh, have differencing of opinions or perspectives rather. And that's a good thing, man. Evan, you want to weigh on this thing before we keep it moving or what? Nah, man, you guys are feuding hard. I'm getting a lot of neggy vibes <laughs> over here. I don't know, man. This is stressful. Oh, shit, <laughs> dude. We better put on some music to feel to feel good, you know? Up next. I'm probably the asshole in the situation. Keep going. Okay, I'll give my quick opinion. Um, it's a cringy phrase. Oh, shit. It's a cringy phrase a little bit, right? It just sounds kind of cringy. But at the same time, uh, you know, Brett, maybe you'd be a bit of a curmudgeon. Maybe it's uh, the kids saying a dumb phrase you don't understand and you don't like yeah. it. And it's not what the word means. Sober means this, not this. Why are you saying that? Uh, uh, you know, I mean, you won't catch me saying Cali sober anytime soon, uh, but I get both sides. I, yeah, Damn, no, I would that, just take that's a shot to everybody. Yeah. No, no, no there's no shots taken. See, that's the thing. I'm not upset at all. I don't feel like there's any shots taken. I'm being way too fucking literal. So, yes, I, I agree. I'm being a little bit of a curmudgeon. Yeah, but Brett, you put the lit in literal. Okay. I mean, you're, you're going to do lit. your thing. You're being honest yeah. with the people. <laughs> but. Probably too honest. Let's talk about the music. Up next, we've got the song Feels Good. From Josh Heinrich. Oh, feels good. Yeah. That's what he's talking dude, about. You shit off your chest. Budget, dude. Right. That's fucked up, man. But it felt good. Did it feel good? I felt so good. Said I've been worried about too many people. Worried about what too many people think. Lord, I just got to be myself now Oh, and say what it is I say So I've been telling myself too many times now Telling myself, you know, things are gonna change But I just gotta make some time now Oh, things will never ever go my way Oh, it feels good To get these feelings off my brain it's good to just be me today No more hiding what I think or do For a nine to five that don't care for me or you So selfish The way they only care about themselves, man Oh, love Real people need help, yeah Education to help us free ourselves now Oh, yeah This kind of people, uh Wouldn't help you if they could This kind of people, uh Only buy your neighborhoods Raise the rent and, uh You know, call it progress while the four are forced out mm, and more stress Oh, everything's good To get this feelings off my brain Josh Heinrichs feels good Tell me that was not a smooth vibe to get you feeling good And this is actually a single off of Josh's upcoming self-titled album That drops May 21st That is literally in one month from the day we are recording this podcast. And good for Josh Heinrichs, man. You know, he's turning 40 next month. 
You know, that's a big milestone. That man's been doing music for a while. He's iconic. And the thing I like about this track, like, it's funny because this is the second time we've reviewed it. The first time was last week when the audio fucked up and we didn't play it. But when I first heard the song, I thought it was just like a kind of a light, feel-good track. I listened to it again a few more times, and it really the, – the meaning of the song, and actually I think, Evan, you hit the nail on the head last time we re- re- reviewed this, um, was that it's a he's saying, like, it feels good to be me. It feels good to get these thoughts off my brain. And he says something that hit me pretty hard. He said, hiding my thoughts – for a nine to five that don't care about me and you. And I think, you know, anyone that has followed Josh Heinrich knows he's very outspoken politically with his beliefs, with his views. He's been a crusader and I respect it, right? And I think that there's a lot of people out there in the world that are afraid to be themselves or they're afraid to say what they really want to say because, you know, maybe they have a nine to five. Maybe they have to fit into a lifestyle or, or you know, maybe they have to shield what they really think or how they really feel from people around them, you know? And, uh, was that, did I just hear music playing? That was my fault, gentlemen. Oh, no, no, all good, dude. I thought I was tripping out. Dude. I thought I was having an acid trip flashback there. Um, even though I've never done acid, but, um, yeah, man, no, I think it's, I think just, you know, being yourself is a good feeling and saying what you really think and what you really feel is a good feeling because I think too often we wear a mask and we hide what we really want to say. Like, I thought that when Evan called Brett a curmudgeon, you know, I, that must have felt good, Evan, to really speak your truth into the world. And, you know, uh, Brett, I, you know, I'm waiting for you to retort to that one. If we get some beef stern on this podcast, I'd be happy uh, to, to uh, see that. But, you know, overall, this is just, this is just a, a smooth, like I said, it's a smooth vibe that um, says something that makes you think twice, and that's pretty tight. So I like it, man. It's my stamp of approval. Man, go what off, JB. No, this no episode way. went a little off the rails there, but whoo, that was a song Sweet. review. Forget about the song. You just said some words there. But to not forget about the song, I mean, this podcast is for the vibes. I think you said a lot of things that needed to be said on it. You even stole something I said about the song, uh, but that's okay. Okay, I'm glad you admitted it, that it was something that I said before that that made you inspired. But that said, um, and this song is just pure vibes. Or for the vibes, it's just fucking good, mellow music with a good message, and you can't go wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that, um, you know, for a minute, I'll I'll ignore the curmudgeon thing. We'll get back to it. Damn, bro. For now, like, I think that... In the height of the you know election period, when Heinrichs was kind of outspoken about how he felt about Trump and all these other things going on, and it just kind of like didn't stop for a minute, and he just was in the limelight for some probably not the most positive of things. And I thought this song was like just kind of timely. Like you don't you know we obviously don't know every single musician. We have an opportunity to talk to these people, but we don't really know these guys. And like this song to me felt like at least from an outward standpoint, like that shit went on and I feel a lot better that I got it off my chest and I did it. And it's just, you know, be cool. Yeah. Yeah. It feels good, man. Like I can sing. I can't it was wait good. to hear that. It seemed like good. it just addressed it, you know, in a nice way. Yeah. 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 Big up, big up, big up, big up. Uh, it didn't sound good. Um, anyways, what do we have next, man? Up next, we've got the song My Friend from Kyle Smith and Dan Kelly. 
live in isolation, but your friends have gone away. You try to keep it up another day. Instant gratification while you try to kill the pain. Cause the portal always try to break you down. But you gotta keep you high your ground. On a never-ending search for what will make you whole. Cover your tears, but it only brings it out for gonna try to see my DK, Dan Kelly, my friend. I'll tell you what, guys. This is a song I had to listen to multiple times to really understand what it was about. And I think I figured it out, all right? This is a song basically about, um, you know, someone being honest with the struggle of life and kind of telling, you know, their friend, like, hey, listen, we don't have too far to go. Pick yourself up. Let's go. Let's keep it moving. I mean, Kyle and Dan get fucking deep on this song, man. Got me feeling like there's no way out. So many times I've been shot down. Dan Kelly says the coldest shit. He says, I see my demons dancing on the ceiling. What? What? I see my demons dancing on the ceiling, dude. That's like me every night when I try to go to bed. You know? And and Kyle, dude, he's dude, they're talking about such real shit on the song. Sometimes you feel like you were never meant to live this way. Instant gratification while you try to kill the pain. We talked about addiction on this track or on this uh, podcast. We, you know, dude, that's like instant gratification to kill the pain. That's basically why I do everything that I do every second of the day, basically. You know, and that's what that's that's the battle I'm fighting. That's what I'm trying to uh, get better. But I mean, Kyle Smith is just a fucking incredibly motivational dude, man. Like he's out there killing it right now. Um, but let me just read you a couple posts from Kyle's Facebook, which you should definitely tune into because he's a freaking beast. Okay, here we go. I still think about getting turned away at the grocery store and leaving with no food with three years clean in 2016 because I had no money. Every time I want to nap, every time I think I'm tired, every time I want to procrastinate, never again. Thank God for my job, music, and NA for teaching me how to maintain it all. Okay, just absolute beast. Let me read you something else from his Facebook. As long as I am physically able, I will never stop recording, performing, growing, perfecting, promoting my music, hitting new territory, growing my network, doing my best at all times. No matter how many people don't like it, no matter how many people leave me, no matter how many people discourage me, it will never change what I was born to do. Okay, and if that doesn't sum up Kyle Smith, just one more freaking thing, and then I'll stop talking. Let you guys get in here. I like the somewhat cult following that has accumulated over the past year and a half. Like, yeah, we play the quote unquote Cali reggae 
festivals, but also the punkers, hip-hop lovers, two-tone ska junkies, and all of the above. Everyone shows up. I love not being pigeonholed into a certain genre or scene. Sometimes I wonder why I haven't been picked up by a label, why I don't have all the cheat codes they do with their streams and releases, or why some brand new artist on a label has 40 times as many listeners as me. But I think this is exactly how the fuck I like it. Organic, grassroots, one hug at a time, connecting with people on a genuine level and understanding each other's lives through lyrics instead of something flashy and temporary. Much love to you for coming. God, dude. He's at Cause of Beast. Go back and listen to the episode. The conversation we had with Kyle was like two years ago, damn near. And he's consistent, man. He's just a fucking hustler. And to see him collabing with Dan Kelly from Fortunate Youth, dude, like, that's major. Anyways, I'm stoked if you can't tell. What do you guys think? I didn't want to step on Evan, so <laughs> go go ahead if you got something to say, man. Oh, man. Oh, shit. All yeah, right. Evan, go ahead if you got on. something to say. I mean, I just like the idea of a song about, you know, friendship and just like, I feel like if you ask someone to collab on a song with you and it's a song called My Friend, that's pretty cool. I don't know. That's just a good vibe right there. Just literally two bros that are just like, fuck yeah, dude, let's let's do a song called My Friend, you and me. I don't know. That's wholesome as shit. That's, uh, that's what I have to say about the song. <laughs> it's people yeah. being friends. I like it. Yeah, they are. It's, it's a very nice sentiment. And... I do agree with what you, you know, obviously all the, uh, the, I guess, remarks that he said on social media, like his feeling, the sentiment, like, that's why I I feel like the commitment to, that he has to sobriety that like comes to working super hard, just got tattooed on his hands. I think no days off, never tired or something like that. Um, I mean, I I don't know. I, I guess again, like, he pushes it to the limits with just being fucking grinding to a ridiculous amount that like no average person would grind to. Not because we don't aspire to be great, but he takes it to another level and it's obviously paying off. I mean, he's put in a ton of work and it is amazing uh, just in general what he can do. So I, I think uh, the support that he has from the community and friends like Dan Kelly and Fortunate Youth is a pretty fucking amazing thing. And it's a great song, and he's always got good energy. So, yeah. Lots of different ways we could go with the conversation, but I'll spare you all. There's been a lot said. It's a fucking dope track. He's a dope person. He is, man. Do you think him getting never tired was a shot at Post Malone for getting always tired tattooed on him? No. I, I, think maybe. I, don't, I don't think he gives two fucks about Post Malone or probably anybody <laughs> else. Right. Well, he maybe yeah. he likes Post Malone, but you're right. I don't think he gives a fuck about him. He's, but if Post Malone had an opinion about his tattoo, he'd probably tell him to go fuck himself. He says fuck more than any other artist, I think. Like, he just throws in, like, motherfucker. Like, in every other verse. And I think it's a fact. You can fact check me, but, you know. At Viva Arizona, I was just like, God, man. Every song. And, like, I like to, you know, speak my piece, but holy cow. Well, listen, man, we all got a little Kyle Smith in us, and we need to tap into that, okay, every once in a while. And just... Oh, you don't? I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> um, dude, yeah, no, man. I, I mean, the, the consensus says Kyle Smith is a beast, and his music is awesome. And I got to believe that we got an album coming, man, something new, something for the people. This guy's been tearing the United States up, going from state to state, playing music. So we'll see what the future holds, but 
I know the immediate future holds, and that's a new song that we're about to listen to right now. Right now. Up next is the song Rich Forever from Jesse Royale oh. and Vibes mm. Cartel. Oh. Yeah. Granny used to tell me all the time Sparks when fits and preparation combine <laughs> The road been right here all this time But you gotta look with more than your eyes Judge a blessing, this ain't no luck World follow suit when your mind made up I've seen Papa stand to kings and kings return to mud When they neglect the truth or forget But we good over your so cousin I see how we hit Something like Jonah in the belly of the wheel The whole world know this your soul ain't for sale I listen as if I never yet Rich forever Yeah 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 Rich forever Forever family, my treasure in a system that brings depression, no release the tension. Every man for themselves, cheese intention, meaning brings that evil invention. Matter how me teach them, need detention. No humanity, lasting vanity, wars of politics, religious policies, burn them policies. We are the pyramid people. No illusion, no one is coming to save us, people. Everything's a state of mind, protect your mind. The school, them feel them teach with you for self, no knowledge, all for function. In the real world, both to be of yourself, them leave and give the children, them no real work. How them sleep at night, we don't know. 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 How them sleep at night, we Jesse Royale and Vibes Cartel, man. Vibes Cartel is just such a strong name. Like, shit. You want the vibes? You come to me. Okay? I got plenty. You need some vibes, man? I got you. Ain't no thing. Just come back to my crib. I got some vibes. Um, no, nah, but I mean, Vibes Cartel is huge. That's like a, I mean, that's a Jamaican superstar right there. We don't hear this. Those are, those are, those are some creep vibes, yo. <laughs> come back to my room. I got some vibes. Yeah, I, yeah dude, haven't you? You, you want to come to my... Believable vibes dealer. <laughs> so my roommate Sorry. lives upstairs. I live in the basement. I've got an ant farm, and right next to that is just my bucket of vibes. You know, if you just want to take a look. <laughs> um that is that a new character you're trying out dude that was like that was an intense five seconds i just listened to i don't know what to think i don't know where to go with it i imagine that jesse royal is listening to this right now and he heard that and he's probably just wondering you know who we are and what we're doing and why we're doing it um but you know what go ahead i was gonna go into talking about the song but you know then okay do it <laughs> Um, All right, take his take his back. No, I was just gonna say that you know we haven't listened to Vibes Cartel on this podcast before, but that is a major artist. Um, I think they do a little bit more, you know, dance hall kind of stuff, more that that real island stuff, right? Um, which we don't get a lot of on this podcast, where we do a little bit more of the reggae rock. So it's cool getting a little bit more of that island vibe on there. But this is a real chill song. This is the kind of one that you just bump in the car, you let that bass just ride through, and you just fucking vibe rich forever. Um, yeah. What'd you guys think? Yeah. Yeah, dude. No, I, I, you know, first of all, um, did 
respect for that analysis of the check, dude. I, I agree with everything that you just said. I think, um, you know, Vibes Cartel, first of all, I'm an idiot for even saying, oh, Jesse Royale would listen to this podcast. Jeff, is Jeff, if Jesse Royale listens to this podcast, man, I'll freaking retire and I'll just be a, a happy dude for the rest of my life because Jesse Royal is an incredible person, man. Somebody I look up to, uh, you know, just his general vibe, the things that he says. He's wise beyond his years. He doesn't mince words. He doesn't waste words. He's a very to the point, direct, creative person that's making incredible music. And Vibes Cartel, like you said, Evan, is a, is a legend, legend in Jamaica, currently serving a, a life sentence. Um, you know, but it's still being able to put out music and this track, Rich Forever. You think you hear that title? You think this is like a Rick, Rick Ross track, Rich Forever? He might have had an album that says Rich Forever. I don't know. But the point of this track, man, is being rich with love, with a loving family and being rich with means and strategies and ways to take care of yourself and rich with love. That's ultimately, that's the, that's the play on words here. Man, you hear, you see Rich Forever, you're thinking this is a song talking about money. This is a song talking about the things that make you a rich person in this world, man, because your soul is not for sale. Your soul cannot be bought, right? You don't need money. You don't have to live this life that the 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 corporate corporate America has, has um, you know, created for you. You don't have to be this thing that the system has forced you to be. There's other options. There's an alternative. There's an alternative lifestyle, man. And you really kind of think about what's important in life. What are the principles? of life, nature, family, love, all this stuff, man, sleep, food. These are, you know, these are things that we just get caught up in this fucking crazy world filled with egos and all kinds of shit, man. And, and really a track like this, man, brings me back to the basic principles of being me, which is just being happy. I have a family that I love, people that I love, friends, and the fact I get the opportunity to get on this podcast with you guys, man, like shit like that, man, that's what makes you rich forever, not all the other shit. Anyways, great track. What'd you guys think? Actually, Evan, you already said what you think, man. I blacked out there. My bad, Brett. Sorry. Go ahead, player. Oh, man. I'm good. I'm good. I, I think it's enough has been said. It's dope. I like all you guys' feedback. It was cool. It, it had a it had a unique vibe. It had kind of a dark, heavy vibe to it that I liked. It was mm-hmm. like the hip-hop, reggae kind of something to it. But everything else, I mean, you guys said it all. It was dope track, and... Uh, I just want to keep the damn thing moving. So, Brett, are you a hip hop head, dude? Yeah, I, I do like some hip hop. I, I mean, I wouldn't want to be like, "Yo, I know hip hop," but yeah, I've got, I got some love for it for sure. Okay, I like that, man. I could, see, I could see, I could see, I could see you being a connoisseur of conscious hip hop music, man. Maybe I'm wrong. Oh well, yeah. I mean, t- that genre more than others, but um, I just, you know. I tell you what, anything that any music that has a message that can resonate and talk about things that doesn't always need to be positive just to to fucking be real. It's kind of nice when you just can identify with other people's experiences and I think that conscious hip hop is a great uh, a great source of storytelling. And that's what draws me to it. And like Atmosphere is a great example, Dilated Peoples yeah. is a great example. Those yeah. are the two right off the top of my head. What's up, dude? I like it. I like that. Yeah. Um, Evan, where are we going now, dude? Up next, we've got the song For the Culture from Alborosi.
track it makes you feel good it makes you feel like oh well, i guess i shouldn't say what it makes you feel like let me tell you what it makes me feel like it makes me feel like the kind of track that you know i don't even live in new york but if i did <laughs> we're really imagining shit here but if i lived in new york i could be out like on one of those street like basketball courts on a saturday morning somewhere cool vibing with like a bunch of different groups of people that would be the track, like the soundtrack to that scene right there. Interesting. You know, All right. The culture. So we got to get like, you to Rutgers Park, dude. We got to get you maybe, out there. Maybe. I, I fucking okay. love New York. I always feel at home there, but I don't get to spend enough time there. So I want to I wanna spend more time on the East Coast. They, we were just talking about this. I'm going to be coming out that way soon, and, and we'll have adventures that we can definitely document and share with everybody. And if you got some suggestions about what we should do on the East Coast, like I know some cliche shit to do, but I'm looking for that insight. I'm looking for the cool shit. Yeah, dude, there's lots of cool stuff out to do out here, you know? Like you grow a mullet, for example, that's one cool thing. Brett, People what like what is here. the cliche East Coast stuff? Like if you were to come and chill with me and JB, like what is the cliche thing that you would do? In Boston? Yeah. I mean, I guess that's the first thing. I'd assume Boston, which is fucked up because you guys don't live in Boston. But I would just assume. When we describe where we live to people, I mean, we basically say we're in Boston. I mean, that's. So the cliche shit would be we'd get some lobster rolls. Some lobster? All right. We would would go down the Freedom Trail and then we'd Mm. go to Cheers and we'd get our commemorative mugs and then we might go to Samuel Adams. I don't know. I can see your eyes, Brett. I feel like you just Googled things to do in Boston and you're just reading down the list. <laughs> no, I didn't. You've seen me. Like, I'm, but, you, I'm just but you nailed it. You nailed it. I've though, been dude. there and like, kind of yeah. done that. Like, I was walking around drunk one night. And we're like, oh, we're on the Freedom Trail. I'm like, that's some shit. And I'm like, oh, that's the Boston Massacre. Hey, yo. I'm going to go get another beer. Just like a true Bostonian. Hey. 
Did we'll, we'll, did we'll show you the real box. We'll go to we'll a hockey game and we'll get in a fight. We'll call yes. people assholes yes. when you go to Fenway Park, like for no fucking reason. Oh, yeah. I didn't understand that. Yeah, everyone just wants to start well, shit at Fenway. It's like, welcome it's to Boston, baseball. baby. Calm the fuck down, dude. It's Don't baseball. wear a Yankees hat. <laughs> dude, I was wearing, I don't think any baseball team hat. I think I was just wearing a hat. Mm. And I was with these two ladies that were wearing a San Francisco Giants hat that I worked with. Okay, Giants hats. Like, is there some bad blood between the Giants and the Red Sox? I don't know. But this guy's like, hey, fuck you. And I'm like, holy <laughs> shit. Like, straight up to these. That's but like you, saying you know, hello I mean, in Boston. I mean. That's what I'm saying, dude. That's the funniest thing. That They were probably just trying to, like, rough. have some friendly banter with you. Because that's the way we do it out here. Do you dude, know what they were like? They were like, um, like, do we need to leave? Like, they were so offended. <laughs> oh. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll teach you how to move out of here, man. But yeah, it could be a little rough. When you and then there really was somebody know. in the park when we were walking that trail, and it was damn clear what his intentions were. It was fucking hilarious. <laughs> but that's a story for another time. <laughs> well, uh, nevertheless, I love that this whole conversation has been spawned from listening to Alborosi talk about yeah, sorry, going for sorry. the culture, and it put Brett right back in New York City, right back on Rutgers Park watching people ball out, and he's just got his Beats pill jamming this track. People are circling around him, and he's saying, hey, guys, this is for the culture, man. And, and, I, and I like Doing that. the Yarmo. Doing the Yarmo. <laughs> Do the Yarmo. I wish people <laughs> could see this right now. Evan Yarmo basically created a TikTok dance tonight, um, you know, that involves hey. just flailing your arms up above your head. And anyway, so, uh, yeah, man, back to this track, dude. This is a boomy sound. It slaps. We haven't said that yet this episode. We haven't said anything slaps, even though they all did. Um, and Alborosi says a couple of things, man. There's a couple of real key things in this song that you got to hone in on. He says, he's talking about Jamaican culture, and he says, you know me say wagwan, not bonjourno. And he says, I'm Italian, but I'm not Columbus. Right? He He's saying, like, he pays respect to the culture, he's not Columbus. He comes from Italy, but he's not this, you know, in history, obviously, Columbus, well, I think we all agree that he was just a horrible person and did some really fucked up things. And he's basically saying, like, I'm coming with love, man. I'm coming with respect. I'm not I'm not this, you know? Um, and I do this for the culture of reggae music, and I think that that's a great message and something that I can get behind because we love reggae music on this podcast. We like reggae rock music. We like reggae rap music. We like all kinds of reggae pop music, reggae funk music, everything. You know, I think Alborosi is a culture icon, man. And, uh, you know, it makes me happy to listen to these songs. And uh, this is a banger. So, yeah, man. I say Wagwan, not Bongiorno. It's my favorite line of that song. Evan, what do you think? You look bewildered. You look, you have a befuddled look on your face. I've got, I've got nothing to add on top of that. I mean, that, that was all I needed to hear in a song review. It was everything. That was a roller coaster of emotion. I was up, I was down, I laughed, I cried. Evan, do your thing. Up next, we've got the song Addict from Gonzo and Zeb. Since 
just the evidence I stay higher With no more man-made and no more medicine We only bless fire Yes, I'm an addict, addict, addict Since I'm in an addict start that review with damn i just you know I, I got a few things to say about it let's start with i just love the vibe of zeb and gonzo you know two two of the strong pillars and tribal seeds but coming together with a great fucking song rhythm message vibe overall just fucking done up done well and uh you know we've had the pleasure of getting to talk with Zeb and kind of learn about his background and that, you know, so diverse and he's worked with so many different artists and been a part of different artists, but, you know, really just so much like as a drummer, percussion based. And, and even we saw last night in the 420 Fest, like that's shifting and starting to get into vocals a little bit, starting to get out there, sing a little bit more, give us a little bit more of his talent. So I just think it's pretty dope to just hear that collaboration and especially with Gonzo, like, Again, uh, I think earlier in this episode, I don't remember at what point it was, kind of talking about feeling like we know some of these people, even though we don't get to know them. And when Gonzo had some health issues a few years ago, that one hit home, man. That was uh, that was like, I love the music he makes. I wanted to continue to see him making music. Had the opportunity to meet him, talk about some of those things with Tribal Seeds crew. Actually, him, him and Zeb when they came through uh, the Marquee Theater with Vibes Alive. And just good fucking people. Um, and it's good music, and it's true, and it's honest. And I think when you listen to it, it's uh, it's 100% respect, at least from my angle. Just I love, I love everything about it. Appreciate. Yeah, that's it. I could repeat it four different ways, but I'll save you guys. I'm trying not to be long-winded and say the same shit, but it's dope. Yeah, that's, that's that's my job. I'm 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 long winded and say the same shit. Okay, all right. Um, no, 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 no. So I'm sure I do. My father-in-law probably no, dude. So. No, not at all, dude. You uh, <laughs> you bring a unique flavor. Should bring him into this shit. Come on. Now. Yeah, Evan's a fucking. We googled synonyms for curmudgeon. Evan's being a little crank right now. It's such a cross patch, a little sourpuss, old trout. Sorehead over here. Um, right, anyways, I, I'm, uh, I'm reading a WikiHow article on how to become a curmudgeon. So I, I'm doing some research right now. You guys can. Well, talk I about do it naturally. Apparently, so let me. You, do you want me to give you some lessons? Here's how you start. You say what the fuck you think, and people don't like it. Then all of a sudden, they get all butthurt and they call you a curmudgeon. Oh shit, dude! Oh shit, we got some drama. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I, yeah, I tried man. to stay Since... out of that conversation earlier. Now there's just beef. Now I'm in the beef. I didn't want any beef. So much stress. You, you, drew, you made the Dinty more beef stew, my friend. Yeah, you're you fucking basically this. Joe Sambo over here with the beef. Yeah. Um, and Gonzo and Zeb, Bray, you, I mean, you said. open a can of whoop ass. What? <laughs> you said it perfectly, man. Sensimia Attica. I thought that this song sounded amazing. It was so well produced. And like you said, Zeb is. Um, Dude, he's getting out there, man. He's crushing podcasts. Well, it did, our podcast is not the only one he's done. He's done a bunch. Um, yeah. You know, when he does live sets with Dan Kelly, he's like going back and forth. I mean, up from Extension Music Festival, you saw it with your own eyes, man. He's got that good vibe. Um, you know, as part, and I think when he did the interview with us, he even talked about that being part of the set. He's being outspoken on social media. You know, like he's just a beast, dude. Now he's doing tracks. Like he's got the drum kit coming out. He said he, I don't think he said it in the interview, but he said this off. Uh, the Zoom basically before we started recording. He's got a freaking clothing line coming out. I mean, the guy's killing it. And I think we need that. We need people to be the uh, personalities of this genre, of this community. We need people stepping up, getting out there, making themselves accessible. That's how this thing grows. So somebody like Zeb, um, you know, he's doing all the right things in my opinion, man. I'm, and I just wish him success and, and luck in the future, man. So, um, Amen. Evan, I know you just got uh, just completely obliterated um, by Brett. Uh, do you have anything to say for yourself at all about this song or you or your life in general or just like your relationship with Brett Coleman? I mean, anything. No, I, I don't, man. I'm, I'm feeling good about everything. You know, uh, I just like that this <laughs> podcast came full circle with uh, starting with Cali Sober and ending with a song called Addict. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Was kind nice, of two, two I didn't even think about nice. that. You're right. Uh, you know, we've got some themes so going on today. I don't know. What an episode! What an episode! Well, we got an we got we got an incredible interview for the people with just Goody, um, oh, Goody. Goody and Zan. You know, are two incredible, talented people. Great conversation. Before that, mm-hmm. I know this has been a long one uh, so far, but you know, we had to. It's two weeks we've been out, so. Um, Let's hit him with some quick positive thoughts of the week and get him onto this interview. What do you guys think? Let's do it. Here. All right, who wants to start? Fine, I will. Stop yelling at me. Okay. All right. All right, let's get it. You, you want me to get weird? Get real fucking right, weird. Right, get right when you remote. said, right oh. when you said, who wants to do a positive thought of the week? I, I got our Kelly queued up in my head and I was like, if I can see it, I can be it. You know, like, a, I believe I can fly. Well, I don't think I can actually fly, but I did this past, you know, weekend with the Ascension thing. That was fun. Um, but that's kind of what I want to talk about is that, you know, when you set forward an intention, um, things can happen. And, like, I've been seeing little morsels of, you know, gratification, uh, of acceptance, of encouragement and support which make me want to continue to make strides in this, you know, effort, which is, you know, definitely not for money. I haven't gotten paid. I've paid more than I've ever, you know, made from any of this kind of stuff, but it's all love. And, and it's like the only thing you ever want back from it is to feel support from a community. And I'm starting to see that and feel that. And I feel like that's because I've been putting myself out there more for opportunities to allow that to happen. And of course it can go either which way, but we have a dope community, whether it's here in Arizona or it's out there in Boston or anywhere that people listen to what we do and support us. Like 
it's pretty great and it's pretty solid. So the positive thought, if you have to dial it down to one thing is just keep believing in what you're doing and, and, and be present enough, which we always talk about to just see the little moments that mean you're doing the right fucking thing. Because, you know, I quote my damn tattoo on my arm, but we're just getting started. We have to think we're just getting started. I hope we're just getting started. Um, you know, the, not to be a downer, but I will say that like, uh, a neighborhood friend lost her husband, uh, overnight, literally like that this past weekend. Surprise stuff. Um, so what, what I'm getting at is you never know. So be present, be happy, try to do the best you can with what you got and fucking thank you all for listening and being a part of this community because the little morsels that I'm seeing and feeling are making my heart very full and happy. So that's positive i think it's positive and uh i think there's plenty more to come and plenty more good vibes to come from me to you so if you need anything always hit me up because uh i love y'all damn bro well said and really sorry to hear that um that you you had a friend that lost somebody that's that's crazy man how how those things can happen and it's horrible, horrible, man. So, um, my, it's, my, it's uh, shit you don't expect, you know, no one can expect anything. And I think we all just sometimes get a little complacent. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and we should be happy with our lives. Like nobody should, you know, whatever. I, that particular situation is just crazy. Um, but it just goes to show that find the joy in whatever you're doing. If it's not working out great for you, reassess to find a way that it, you can find a way to make things good. Um, there's so much more we could unpack with so many other conversations that I wish, like, I wish we could engage with people. So I guess, you know, we know people listen to this podcast. Um, like, can anybody get back to us with, like, I want a virtual campfire kind of shit. Like, let's have some conversations with people and get some of that interaction. You guys can chat with us if you're down. That'd be really cool. That could take us yeah. to the next level because I, I love the podcast, but I hate sometimes that we're just a one-way speaker. You know, I want these people sure. to hit us back. No, dude, that's what that's what it made. That, hey, we got to get together, think of some ways to execute that. I like that idea for sure. Got to talk to the people, man. Um, yeah, dude. Hey, what do you think, man? What do I think? I mean, uh, I think a lot of things, but I'm just going to throw a quick positive thought out there uh brett's been killing it me i i I try to come up with them on the spot too but right now man i've got not a lot (laughs) going on in my brain today all right i'm I'm moving a little slow today i'm a little off today but that said um, i got one for you do you need help do you need any direction because i got one for you i was i was about to go off but like i said i got a quick one go off a quick one which is just that i don't know man just like I've been bad at like taking time to meditate lately and just kind of like sit and be calm and be cool. And I don't know, I've had a long like couple of months or whatever, and it's just made a big difference for me lately. Just finding like 20 minutes in a day to be away from other people and just do my thing. Don't look at my phone at all and just fucking chill out for a minute. I don't know. It's made a huge difference in just like my day to day feeling a little bit less stressed out of just like, especially not looking at my phone. Like, that's huge. I don't know, man. Like, for work, I'm basically working 24-7. Like, I always have to be watching my phone for a text or call to respond to, like, immediately. Like, there's always a million things going on, things I got to take care of or whatever. And it's, like, just, like, 
putting my phone away and silencing it for 20, 30 minutes is just massive. Or just like if a friend calls me, maybe I don't call him back right away. You know, there, there's no pressure. I don't I don't have to do anything. And I don't know, just having some mantras of just releasing a little bit of responsibility to be so constantly plugged in has helped me kind of vibe out a little bit. But that's it. That's all I got today. Thanks, dude. Thanks. Um, no, that's good, man. It's important to uh, to find those times to meditate and, and uh, hopefully you find some more opportunities here over the week. Hopefully anyone that's listening prioritizes that as well. I think... You know, my, my positive thought, I'll, I'll keep it simple, um, but I don't know if you guys do this, but I'm constantly kind of like comparing myself to a, to a standard or to other people or, you know, kind of beating myself up for not having the things in life that I want or that I'm striving towards, you know, and it sucks, man. Like, you know, all of us want things in life. We want to be more successful or you want to have more money or you want to have more friends or you want to be doing something more fun, more meaningful in your life. And it's a painful feeling when you don't have what it is that you want, but you're confronting yourself with it and kind of beating yourself up for not having it, you know, but I think just shifting perspective a little bit and realizing that the reason why you're doing that is because your mind is focused on those things. Right. And it's kind of like the law of attraction and what you focus on ultimately you become. So it's not necessarily a bad thing that, you know, you're, you're maybe focused sometimes on the things that you don't have or the things that you lack that you want, because that's top of mind. That's, that's, that's literally like other people wouldn't have those thoughts. Those are the things that you want. Those are the things that you're drawn towards that you're trying to create for yourself. So it's like lean into that, man. You know, and, and know, also know that eventually those things will happen because what you think about repeatedly, that ultimately is what comes into reality. So if you're, you know, unsettled in life in some way, like know that that's not a bad thing. That's your mind being like, hey, this is what you're gravitating towards. This is what we're working towards. Let's keep going. I mean, the subconscious mind is fucking powerful, man. So, you know, it can be uncomfortable when you're faced with what you don't have, but also know that. The, that just that act means that you will get to that point because now it's on your mind. Now you're thinking about it. And that's, that's just, that's fucking fuel, man. That's gas in the tank right there. So um, it's not always a bad thing, but it can be an uncomfortable feeling. And I've been doing a lot lately, but I also know that because I've been doing it, that means that I'm on the right path. I'm headed in the direction of those things, but also life is a journey, not a destination. So who fucking knows, you know, I'm still going to have fun on the way, but I know I'm going to get to where I want to be. So um, I'll leave you with that. That make any kind of coherent sense at all there, Evan? I know you'll be honest with me. What? You broke up a little bit there. Sorry. The Zoom connection. I think you just weren't listening. I, I no, 100% you was. I promise. <laughs> no, I said... You did. I, said, I heard it too. Okay. I said, uh, did I make any kind of coherent sense there? Uh, Yeah, man. Of course. Of course you made coherent <laughs> sense, all right? You said words, they made sense, you expressed yourself. You're you're relating your own personal journey to the people to try to, you know, help anyone who might be going through a similar thing to you and kind of try and say, "Hey, this is a thing that I do that uh that I'm trying to get better at." I don't know that that all made sense to me. Vibing. Well, listen, man. I think we put on one hell of a performance. Hopefully people are still listening and they enjoy it. Now I think it's time to bless him with a incredible interview featuring just goody. Wow. What do you guys think? Let's do it.
Let's good do people it. people right there. Good people. Good people. Good people. Good people. Good people. Peace. this episode right now i know you just got done listening to us review some amazing music and guess what all right we're not stopping we got something big in store for you right now we got something that i'm excited about man brett evan are you guys excited talk to me what are you guys feeling right now i'm very excited i'm ready to talk about some things we have things to talk about (laughs) jb let's do this come on with that intro you got this you got it you got it yeah man well i'll tell you what i i (laughs) I'm also excited, man, and and I'll tell you why. It's because we have a couple of people with us that truly represent positive music and positive vibes. Uh, They form a group that's really out here trying to come up in the American reggae music scene with silky smooth vocals, a signature sound, and a style that pays respect to the big island of Jamaica. They've been building a buzz for quite some time. They have shared the stage with artists like Gregory Isaacs, Morgan Heritage, Anthony B. Capleton, Damian Marley, and Modest Yahoo. They just came back from rocking the stage at Viva Arizona and last Friday dropped a banger with Bobby Hustle, Eric Hershorn of Revolution, and Zeb of Tribal Seas. Ladies and gentlemen, the always vibrant and uplifting Goody and Zan of Just Goody. What up, guys? What's, What's up? up? <laughs> Love that intro. It's a really Amazing. nice intro. Yeah. I feel good. Quality. I'm inspired. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I, well, you guys you guys inspire us with your good music, and definitely uh, we're stoked to get the chance to, to talk to you. And as I mentioned in my intro, you guys just came back from Arizona. I know you you you, uh, you said you had no, quite JB, a road JB, trip, JB. No, 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 no. Arizona. Arizona. Oh, my properly. bad, my bad. I, I re- came back from Arizona. I'm never calling. Yeah, but, sorry, uh, sorry, sorry. Got to represent properly. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. You got to do Continue. it, man. I respect it. You got to. But um, yeah, I'm just wondering what's up. You know, in you guys' world, talk to me. Paint a picture. Let the people know. Um, you know what you guys have going on. What's what's life like? Just check in with the people. Nice. So right now we are we have a lot of stuff going on, a lot of exciting stuff going on that we're really excited about. 
hope that you guys are excited about it too. We have, we're busting single after single right now. Cause we're just we want to get the music out there. We want to get the music to the people. We have so much music inside of us. And uh, it just seems like a really great time just now to get a lot of music out there. You know, we've been sitting home yeah. just like everybody else. And we have our home studio. Uh, I built a vocal booth that, the beginning of all this and uh just been dropping as many songs as possible writing 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 and uh you know viva Zona was our first gig back, you know? <laughs> but it actually felt really good to play a festival um to have our intro back into doing shows again because you know i mean all of us are kind of i mean we've been spending so much time just like not around a lot of people but you know it's we it was a it was a it was like the polar plunge, you know? I mean, yeah. it was just like, bam, we are back. There was no stopping. I mean, right. there was no hesitation. It, 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 it was very, no. like, I was actually surprised at myself. Like I thought I was going to be a little weirded out and I'm like, that's nah, good. I'm just going to hug people. I don't even know. <laughs> I just, everything went out the window. I lost it. So. I agree. I, I feel like there was, there was something in the air that just felt so, um, like it's bit, Oh, Siri, stop it. Sorry. I'm getting interrupted by Siri. I apologize guys. Um, damn it, I said something she didn't like. Anyway, like the, the vibe in the air was so tangible. It's like everybody was has been waiting, and I didn't know if it was going to be this crazy, like eruption of wow, or if it was actually going to be this organized community. And it's you know, you guys came from San Diego, people came from all over the place, and really were celebrating music and playing music. And I was telling uh, JB and Evan right before we got on Friday night. I mean, music, you guys were playing music. I mean, it's till 3 a.m. I mean, it was just everywhere you were going, people were playing music, and it was just beautiful. And and I think, for me, it was a cool experience, but for you guys, getting to write all these tunes and not getting to bring them to people, how did that feel? Because I think it's got to be something, I, I know for me, it was my first time ever performing, which is kind of crazy all in itself, but... <laughs> You you know, getting to perform those songs for the first time, your your sound in itself is so positive and just uplifting. I've been listening to it all day. It's just kind of to get ready for this interview, and that's all I could take away from it. it. Just makes me happy to listen to. It's uplifting and bright. So when you get a chance to play these songs, whether it's one in the morning or in your main stage set, like how did that feel to just get it out? I I thought it felt amazing. I mean, I've. I, it's, I mean, it's definitely as a performer, that was the longest I ever went without performing in front of people a year and a half or something like that, you know, was, and I, and honestly, even making music with other people, like I, I jam, my neighbor plays guitar, we jammed a couple times, but besides that, it was like, I'm not, I wasn't jamming with the band, I, you know, I wasn't doing my usual routine of like you know organizing music and organizing little breaks and sets and interesting things and taking the music taking it from the album and adding a little special touch to it for our live performance and just crafting these performances that we do is i mean it's in my heart i love it so much you know i love it's, it's an aspect of music that is right up there with the creation and everything is the creating the live performances i have a passion for so um to not do that. It's almost like, I don't know when I got to do it again, I didn't realize how much I had missed it. And then I did it. And I was like, man, this is like <laughs> organizing this live show has been sweet, really sweet. Yeah. Was there, like I'm now. So that's exciting. Yeah. Was there like one thing, 
Because I got to imagine, you know, the first time you plug back in, the first time you start tuning up, or it's got to be like something in that routine that you had that you didn't realize maybe you missed. But like when you got to do it again for that first time, was there like something that just made you feel like, boom, we're back in it, that just gave you that extra like sense of, I don't know, the spark or, or what? what is it that like gives you, maybe that's a better question. What is it that gives you that extra bit of, you know, chutzpah, if you don't mind, you know, to, to just make some things happen. Um, so I, I think I get where I think I get the question. I'm not a hundred percent. sure. It's kind of, well, well, it kind of switched like three ways. Cause I had three questions at the same time. What I'm trying to say is like, was there one particular moment where you got back into it, whether it was, you know, tuning up or sit like singing anything that just in particular that just said, it's time, like it's back, it's familiar. You didn't realize you missed it, but then all of a sudden, yeah, just I'll by doing you, it, you realize like you're back. I'll tell you what it was. It was uh, we're, we sit, you know, we sat down. We're we're making the set list, right? We're like, um, you know, let's put this one first, that one third, this one last. That's the big energy one. Let's put that last. Let's uh, and then you know, of course, like in my performance crafting, I'm like, man, this is something I always used to do and I used to love. Um, and it's a, it's actually, it's a Jamaican thing. It's a Jamaican stage show thing where the intro is, you know, most of these, most of these bands out here, they, they do intros. The American guys, the, the Jamaican cats don't even do it this way anymore. They have other styles of intros now, but when I was like first getting into reggae and going to see all these live shows in, you know, I grew up in Detroit. So I'm like going downtown Detroit to see these reggae shows and these bands always would run these things that I've heard it call. I've heard it called different names before. One one name that I I use them all. I'll, I'll call them out, all of them and see what people know if I know what I'm talking about. One is called a fanfare. I've also call it heard it called an overture. Um, forget what the other one is, but it's uh it's basically where you run a little section of songs, a little sample of each song as your intro. So it's we, you know, we picked some, cla- we picked some classic Jamaican rhythms because this, I, I want, you know, I just, the authenticity and just the vibe of those rhythms for me and what I've, what I, it's what I came up loving reggae on. So, it, you know, we're into the intro. So we're making these intros and it runs just a little section. Next song you know so we put four songs together as our intro and i'm like man i fucking missed this man it was like that shit is really fun it's like the, the oh, yeah. intro in it and i know why they do it i know you know i'm following a program i didn't make that up it's these it's these jamaican original jamaican cats that were like oh yeah it's, it's really hype to do that you know because you get like quick quick fix you know like bam, next song bam. oh yeah i like that song oh that sounds familiar and then you finally drop into your first song where we start singing, you know? Um, so to answer your question in a very long way, um, <laughs> that's what made me know uh, it's showtime now. It's finally showtime again, you know? The little okay, intro well, is playing, fanfare, the overture is playing, and it showed me that it was showtime again. You know? Yes. yes. <laughs> and it, it's interesting, too, that you're talking about something that uh, comes from uh, Jamaican culture and Jamaican style because just – Doing my research, Goody, understanding your musical background and kind of how you got into this reggae thing. Correct me if I'm wrong, but 
Um, you, you, you grew up in a Jewish household surrounded by Hebrew music. And around the age of 14, you took a trip to Jamaica and that really influenced your style. And I'm assuming probably contributed to, uh, where you got this passion for reggae music. So I'm kind of curious, just like taking a step back from everything. If you could maybe talk about that, if I'm accurate and if maybe that's kind of how you fell into, uh, you know, love for this, for this kind of music. And if maybe those experiences influenced you. Mm hmm. Well, yes, you're you're correct. No, uh, you, you read <laughs> There's a lot of that question. <laughs> you read my bio and you've done your homework. So thank you very much. Congratulations. Sure. That was a good, very good question. <laughs> and um, yes, I grew up. My mother, she's a she's a Jewish hippie, and uh, she nice. we were always, you know, she she turns off all the lights and doesn't drive Friday night only. Not Saturday. She doesn't hold the whole Sabbath, but Friday night when the sun goes down, she shuts everything down. She doesn't want me watching TV, all that stuff, you know? So, and we, you know, she, whatever she could, we would do a, whenever we could, we'd do like a, you know, Shabbos dinner. It's a, hmm. you know, every, every week on Friday. Not, we would miss some, but, but anyway, but her vibe of that was just, she, you know, but at the same, at the same time, she's, She's a hippie. So she's she's very spiritual. She's very Jewish. And I tell you this because, you know, she made me who I am. I grew me, it was me, it was always just me and her. I'm an only child. And they got divorced before I remember. And um it was always me and her. So she had a major influence on me, you know, um, in many ways, but one of them was music. Of course, she's a musician, and I was born into music. Before I was born, you know, she was playing piano. She's a great piano player, great singer. Um, she dabbles in guitar. Um, and there was always acoustic guitars around. Um, so I, you know, I was hearing music inside the womb. And when I came out, there was guitars <laughs> and pianos and stuff, you know. Nice, nice. So uh, so, we, and so we sang on Fridays, you know, we sang and, you know, all the time. But, you know, and she she uh she's very folky she's she, my influence my musical influences which you know i love all music i'm a big music fan above all things and i i um love all different kinds of music and the music that she ingrained in me from the beginning was folk music from and kind of hippie-ish folk music so uh, james taylor john john yeah. denver um Joni Mitchell, you know, all, all those she's that's right up her alley. And I love it still. You know, I'm a huge James Taylor fan. And I think that that's uh, I've, I've really crafted my especially my acoustic guitar playing, which I that's so magical for me. To, I got it. I recently actually bought a guitar that I always wanted to buy. Um, it's, a, it's a Taylor Auditorium. Is it five? 513 but it's amazing and it was, <laughs> I, I, I like searched on uh, on offer up and bought this amazing acoustic guitar so I'm, i've been doing a lot in you know, all my life i've been finger picking and my style is a lot of hammer-ons and things like that so and james taylor is a major influence on me when it comes to that so anyway so she you know i grew up in this music musical household hearing all this all this different kinds of music and pianos and guitars available to me and so um, at the age of 14, at a very influential age of my life, my father had just died. My father died in a 
in an accident, uh, you know, freak accident, alive and well one minute, gone the next. So I was in a very, very influential stage in my life. Um, you know, needless to say, I was not, you know, I wasn't doing so well, you know, and I was, um, you know, teenager and all that. So I was like, we got her friends, also hippies. I don't know why I use the term, hip, term hippie so much, but it's just like, it's the best way to describe <laughs> them. The not truth, that it's yeah. not, there's no positive or negative around that term to me. It's just yeah. a certain it style. It is, yeah. It's a certain style of people, you know, which I love. I love, I love hippies. I might be at heart, you know. So, um, so anyway, we, these guys, they said, this, this guy owned a business and he took all his, all his employees to Jamaica once a year for their, for Christmas, um, you know, their company trip or whatever. And he chartered a plane because there were so many people and it was like party zone. So here I am 14 and my, me my mom and a friend, my, my best friend when I was 14, all took a trip to Jamaica, flew from Detroit to Montego Bay. And, uh, you know, I was like, I had just started smoking a herb. I was like, oh my God. You know, like <laughs> I hear the fanfare soundtrack as you're telling the story. So keep on going. Keep exactly. Going, keep going. That's exactly. So that's what I was just going to say next. The next part of the whole influence. I mean, this is where it all comes into play. This is where it all got put together. I step off the plane. You know, somebody puts a big fuck. I remember that somebody puts a big bag of weed in my friend's hand. And we're like, holy shit, you know, like, cause I was like, I was back in Detroit, we're buying like eighths together and splitting them up and stuff, you know? And I was like, like, oh shit, this is the most weed I've ever seen in my life. And, uh, <laughs> and then in the background, we hear reg- fucking reggae thumping through the streets of Jamaican ghetto and uptown and downtown and everywhere. And, you know, we all, we pile on this bus and, you know, they're all like, you know, let's go. We go to Negril. I don't know if you guys know these places in Jamaica, but you fly into Montego Bay and then Montego Bay is a place, you know, a tourist spot. Negril is a tourist spot. Ocho Rios is a tourist spot. And then if you, then they, you know, and then there's Kingston, right? Then that's where all the music's getting made. I didn't touch Kingston until much later on. Um, but we went to Negril and with, you know, this big group of hippie, hippies, we were like just, you know, a lot of herbs, a lot of reggae. And I somehow within all that, like it all came together. Like I'm saying, I fell in love with the culture. I fell in love with the Island. And most, most of all, I fell in love with reggae. And I didn't, I didn't listen to reggae up until that trip. Pretty much nothing. Um, I, I was like, you know, like I said, man, I was going through some deep shit and I was like, I was listening to, you know, music that was, not to say it's not good. I still love Nirvana. I mean, I was in the grunge, but that shit is depressing. And it was leading me down a bad road. Mm. So here I was in Jamaica, magical herbs everywhere, face thumping <laughs> in the ghetto. And I go, I go into this little shop and buy my first Bob Marley legend cassette tape. I remember holding in my hand, the sun's beating down, the ocean's right there. It's blue as bath water it's just like turquoise blue like so beautiful you know and i got this bob barley legend cassette tape and there it was i didn't you know that was i dove into reggae for the next long time 
at least <laughs> 10 years. Like I was just like reggae, 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 everything shows making it up. So last part of the story, I'm trying to like, it's a long story. So I'm trying to like, it's, it's an incredible story. Yeah. <laughs> so I get back home right after that trip and I sit down at my mom's upright Wurlitzer black piano, which we still have today. She got it when she was four years old or something. Um, and uh, I started playing thing, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's, that's the reggae chop, right? I mean, I just had come back, so I hadn't really had a piano or anything avail available to me. So I started chopping, I started learning the chop, you know, but I already knew how to play some piano at that point, you know, and guitar was my always my main instrument. So I'm like playing, playing, and then, you know, sometime within probably within the next couple of weeks, I turned the chop turned into Friday night dinners got popping. Exactly. Yeah. The bass or like Friday night dinners was like. Did you get a Did you get a blessing for the cannabis in the middle there? You know, like I would think everybody came back from Jamaica, started smoking. I I grew up obviously, you know, around Jewish household. We weren't very strict or by any means, but I can, I can, I figure I, I could, I can envision this whole thing. This is great. Yeah. Sorry. Story. I didn't mean to interrupt, but I just, I was like envisioning this whole thing going on Friday night, Shabbat dinners, like the greatest hits of Shabbat. I mean, what <laughs> did you make uh, any like songs for Shabbat that you like still know or remember or like were Friday right. night songs? Yeah. Like Friday night jams. Well, well, so here's the thing about my mom. Um, she she picks her favorite songs that she likes. She's not a big writer. She doesn't write many songs. She never wrote many songs. And I, I've always been like, Mom, you should write songs. She doesn't. She picks her favorite songs of other artists and changes them around. <laughs> so she can she puts words that mean more something to her more intimately. And then she holds on to them and plays them everywhere. For people, so I was just trying to think of an example of it. I know she did it with Imagine John Lennon. Imagine, um, oh, I hope she. John Lennon says, "I hope someday you'll join us." She's like, "No, no, not someday, today." So she, now she sings, "I hope today you'll join us." Yeah, just a little shit like that, just an example. But um, so it wasn't a lot of original stuff back then, but so here's something interesting. My dad, my father, he was a writer. He wrote for, a, he was an executive editor of a magazine called advertising age in Chicago. That's actually where I was born. I was born in Chicago, grew up in Detroit. We moved to Detroit when I was 10, but that's where they were both from. They both grew up in, in Michigan. Um, and they're all, and basically they're, they're both second generation, I guess. My mom definitely, no, my mom's grand, my mom's parents. Um, so my, my, my mom's father, which is interesting too, is born in Hungary during the Holocaust and gets smuggled out when he's 12 years old or something and never sees any of those, that family again. Um, he had a, he lived a crazy life and he was a huge influence on me. I mean, he's, amazing man who you know <laughs> faced death so many you know almost like i don't know here's a good story about him now we can move back to the other one but he when he was 
you know, eight, seven or something like that. There's soldiers fighting. He's still in Hungary. He climbs a tree, looks out to see what's going on. He sees him shooting over there. Okay. Climbs back down, goes home. His mom looks at him and is like, oh, you're bleeding. And a bullet had skimmed his eye. He has a story always told. He said, if the bullet went one inch the other way, none of us would be here right now. Wow. 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 That's a trip to think about, man. It's crazy, too, because we're talking about reggae music. We're talking about, you know, how you fell in love with it and this this positive thing for you. I'm actually currently reading uh, Victor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning, which talks about the Holocaust and like, you know, how people's philosophy about life and, and what was you know, impacted by that experience and hearing that story now. I don't, I'm just like connecting all of these dots here, but it, it's crazy that, you know, yeah, exactly. Goosebumps like that, uh, you know, now all of that energy and spirit manifests in your music and your message. And cause your music is incredibly positive and very uplifting. Um, you know, and, and I know you had mentioned, uh, well, I know you just dropped some singles. I'm assuming that we're leading to an album. I can't remember if you announced that already, but I know that there's an album coming. So um, I'm wondering, are people going to get more of that positive energy? Is that something that's like very much ingrained in your music and that you just enjoy putting out positive messages or or maybe, maybe you know, we're going to get a little bit of everything for this album. I'm just kind of curious. Maybe you could talk about the the vibe of your music uh to to come that pe- that the people are going to hear soon um well dan hasn't been doing much to- much talking i know i just i love it you know i've heard these stories so many times and i and I, it's every time i hear him tell this story it's like i've heard it for the first time it's like oh i just am i feel so like i'm really like, falling in love with being a storyteller. Honestly. Yeah, you've really a lot to do it, you know, like <laughs> I, I, and I feel like it's, I mean, honestly, is what we're doing with music, right? I mean, we're, yeah. when it comes to the lyrics and the poetry of it, it's always got to be a story. So I honestly think to answer your question, I think, I feel like I've recently, we together, I mean, she's brought it out of me a lot too, um, that taking these stories and figuring out very strategically how to um, how to use put the, this this stuff into words uh, into the words of the songs you in know? a clever way that will resonate that you know it's no matter how hard we try even if we wanted to write some kind of deep dark depressing song we just there's always optimism on the other side of it you know like. Um, just fine. We we wrote that song like I think we started writing it a week after the whole country like went on lockdown with COVID and you know um, we're we're at our home studio and it's like pouring down rain and the ceiling leaked. The ceiling was leaking. So we had to move. Like, they moved all the studio uh, to the living room. To yeah. avoid, to, like we always did because. Because you know, rain but, in San Diego is just not a thing. It doesn't, so, it's only, yeah, it's only <laughs> so then, yeah, this the ceiling's leaking. We move all of our studio equipment out, and then we got this amazing rhythm from. Yeah, that I don't um, know if you guys know that, but that rhythm is created by um, Aaron Dugan, Matas Yahoo's guitar player. Nice. Oh, I didn't know that. So he, yeah, that that's, that guitar is just. It, it, listen to it again now that you know that um just the song just fine it um 
Yeah, so he said he had sent us that rhythm like before any anything happened. And we were like, oh yeah, this is a good rhythm. We we're vibing to it, you know. Then everything happened and probably, you know, got put on hold for a minute, probably three weeks, four weeks. And then here we are in lockdown and we're like, we okay, she's yeah. not going to work anymore. Mm-hmm. She's not gone during the day. Like here we are at home. Like we're like, okay, no more gigs for now. We don't know what's gonna happen. What do we do next? Oh, yeah, that rhythm that Aaron sent us. Let's take a look at it. You know, we listen to it. Oh, yeah, start vibing to it again. And then what else are we going to write about it? But we're like in shock, you know, like the the lyrics are want to run away, got nowhere to go, escape reality. But there's so much unknown. Like, I remember thinking, like, maybe we should just go to a country where we're covid's not happening that much <laughs> you know and then we started looking at a map and we're like it's everywhere. like where could we go yeah, <laughs> in a map yeah and we're like where could we go oh it's showing like red zone here red zone there we're like maybe we looked at someplace like wait like greenland or something like, yeah and then we're like but we have to go through like tokyo to get there or something you know? <laughs> so, so we're like that's probably not happening so we like yeah, what do we do now all right we just Sit here and write about how we yeah. feel instead, you know. And we actually were like, yeah. "Oh, this is a pretty cool situation." We're after a while, we started seeing we're like, into. We're like, "All right, cool. knocked um, out one song." You're like, "Okay, let's just yeah." But we wrote the lyrics in that know? song, and like, well, a night just like it yeah. just flowed like immediately. Um, yeah. so that was that was a really cool experience. And then after that, we just started. We just have been working on so much over the past year, and kind of just enjoying the peace and quiet of being home and not having you know, all the pressure to be just like on the road and like, you know, just having that time and that quiet, being able to just focus on writing music has been really amazing. Mm-hmm. And like raising chickens and like, we have like, we have chickens, we have a big, huge farm. Yeah, chickens like, you know, since the, since little, this all started. Yeah, we, no, like, we, got we got it before that, but I'm glad it's, we had it's them. Amazing, it's amazing what you can find time for, right? You know, exactly. it's like, it's so yeah. interesting because I, you know, nobody's like, yeah, quarantine was awesome, but in so many ways it was. I mean, it helped reprioritize a lot of stuff. And you know, we talk about things where our ancestors barely made it here and our daily lives are so filled with so much shit. I mean, they just are. And it was kind of cool that, to find that, you know, artists found a way to, like, and especially you guys with this story, it's like staying inspired literally through rain, leaking roofs, all kinds of stuff, because the music in the positivity, the message, the storytelling that has been a part, obviously, of your routine for a few years now. I mean, I think you're a few years over 14. I don't know, though, but you know, <laughs> we'll assume it's been in your life for a while now. And so those messages being ingrained, you know, can stay strong and really lift people through some harder times. But also give like that support that I think is so, so important. And a lot of time we talk about the different communities because reggae and and the local communities really support and and really come together to build up the national kind of platforms for a lot of these bands. It's not just, you know, California reggae anymore. It's kind of spread across the entire country. Um, But for you guys in San Diego, I've had a chance to come out there and see, you know, firsthand how amazing people are. Um, And I think, you know, with slightly stupid and tribal season, it's kind of like this mecca of where the the larger names are. But what's it been like for you guys to be a part of that local scene with such amazing talent and just great people? How has that helped you guys in, you know, writing music, making music? You know, I know Blaine Dillinger is also like a collaborator in ways. So I don't know, uh, not to speak for you, but what's that like? 
there's, I mean, there's just a lot of amazing, talented people around us, you know, and I mean, just living just to, for, for starters, like where we live, where we all live here, like right by the beach, you know, we're like a block from the beach where we live. And that's another thing that happened. We had to move from that house all of a sudden. Because the, the roof was the, leaking too much. We had to get out of that place. It, well, it all happened <laughs> for a reason, right? I mean, yeah. or it all lines up somehow, you know, it, it, and the, the landlord was like, oh, I, got, I hurt my back at work, you know, pandemic. I got to sell the house. And uh, we're like, no, like, I don't know. We got to move in the middle of the pandemic. Yeah, we're like, we don't want to be around like, people. We have to move all of our stuff ourselves. We don't want movers. What do we do? We are freaking out, you know? So like a week later, <laughs> this house came up and it's, we were right there. We, we were, the back was, we were back. It's just, we're in the same town, Carlsbad, you know? But uh, there, there we were backed up by the freeway. Here, it's the ocean. We're like that we're like, closes we're like, right oh, there. That's it's amazing. Cool. <laughs> we take a nice walk every morning. It's like right there. Yeah. The lagoons right there too. It's beautiful. So so the, the so the musical influence. I mean, well, just talking about this house. We first the first night we moved in here. There's a guy next door that's crank. He has his blues guitar cranked up super loud. The lady next door on the other side's playing the piano. His and there's piano like lessons. piano lessons. And then this guy across the street's like sitting Where's in his driveway playing the ukulele. And we're like, oh my God, like it's such a cool feeling. And, you know, I mean, we couldn't, you know, we weren't hanging out with anybody over the past year, really, you know, just family and keeping it real mellow. Um, but what we did do was we connected with all these people on Facebook, um, including Blaine and all, I mean, a bunch of other local guys, <coughs> amazing, talented musicians and, you know, sound techs and i mean just and we built this like really cool friendship with so many people um and we haven't been able to really put it to action like actually in person with with everyone well, you know? it's funny and, because she's been talking about it all for this whole weekend was we got to meet a lot of people that we knew we, yeah. we felt like we knew we had met them already but we're like yeah. wait Brett, this is the exactly. first time yeah. We've actually seen you in person and everybody was like calling each other by their full names. This is the funniest thing. I'm like walking around the camp, you know, and like somebody's at the top of the hill, like next to where we were parked the RV. And he's like, Zan Smith. I'm like, what's so weird? Like, why are people just yelling my first name and last name? I was like, hey, you know, it's Andrew Torres. And I was like, oh. He's like, hey, it's Andrew Torres. I was like, exactly. You just said it's Andrew Torres. It's like, exactly. And so it was really funny because, you know, I've been to a lot of corporate conferences and all kinds of stuff, and people are like, they come up and shake your hand and, you know, I'm Bob Jones. And I like, this is kind of funny. Like everybody's doing this first name, last name thing, but it's how you recognize, you know, like, and you're just overwhelmed. Like there were a lot of people I just didn't recognize immediately until they're like, I'm Billy Bob. And you're like, Oh my God, Billy Bob. I duh, It's all clicking now, you know? Um, so that's been really, really cool. I, my favorite part about that is people that don't actually have their real names on there. Yeah. Like Santa, <laughs> Santa, Santa Brown. Brown. They're like, Hey, Santa Brown. He's like, Actually, my name's Paul. I'm like, oh, Paul. <laughs> oh you're Santa, Santa Brown. No, Santa Brown. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that was that's been really really cool. And um, I mean, also like just where we are in North County, there's just so many amazing talented musicians, and you know, getting ready for going back into like the real world around people. Like we have an instant family. Um, you know, with people that we can actually hang out with. The band members are so amazing and so talented. And the drummer lives like five houses down from us, weirdly. Like, yeah, weirdly, we didn't yeah. know him. We didn't know him. This whole time. <laughs> and we had heard his name. People kept saying his name. Austin, we're like, huh. 
Austin, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, like, don't you know Austin? To... He's a reggae drummer. We're like, where is this Austin? No, they didn't, I don't even know. They didn't register. If I heard a reggae drummer, I would have been, been there. Like, yelling, I don't hear reggae yelling drummer his name until... in the streets, like, Austin! Yeah. <laughs> I didn't hear a reggae drummer until we contacted him, but then it, all of a sudden it just like dropped into place, and now he's our drummer, and he lives right across the street. It's awesome, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, so long story short, I think, you know, being in San Diego, I, I'm born and raised in San Diego. Um, and I've always been influenced by reggae since, I mean, as far back as I can remember. I, uh, I think I was like getting ready to ride my bike to school when I was like, I don't know, elementary school or something. And my older brother, who's like this surfer dude, wild guy. And he's like, <laughs> Hey, he's like, you have your cassette player or whatever. He's like, listen to this. And he's like, hands me a tape. He's like, yeah, hey, listen to it all the way to school. And I was like, what okay. Was Pato Banzo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, nice. he's like. My favorite ones, do not sniff the coke. I'm like, what? Are you, what? I was like, oh, you know, I was just like all judgmental little kid, you know? <laughs> and I like pop it in and I was like, oh my God, that like completely changed my life. Like I like literally reggae has been my go-to music my since I was just a little girl, you know? And we were, I've been surrounded by reggae, like the B-side players. I don't know if you guys know those guys. Um, yeah, I was influenced by their music even younger than that because... Uh, Carlos was married to my my cousin. And so I'd like listen to the B-side players jamming like up all night, you know, like I somehow I got stuck, like they're like stuck babysitting me or something. I don't know. <laughs> and so it was so it's always been such a huge influence in my life too. But it, it's so with within that question, um, you know, there's just such an awesome scene here of it. I just feel like Detroit, when I was growing up in Detroit, like I remember searching for people. Like after I, after I came back from the life changing Jamaica thing, I was like, okay, next. I mean, I'm, I'm a musician always, you know? So next thing bridge the reggae with my musical knowledge already. So then I start playing it. Then I, you know, I was in, you know, then I start joining bands as my, as my youth per, you know, kept going and I, you know, different bands, but none of these guys were into reggae, none of them, you know, across the board, it was like very unheard of back then. And, you know, I mean, Besides Bob Marley, they, some of them knew a few Bob Marley songs, but it's funny because like any music, it's there's such intricate little things about it that make it what it is. And, you know, you can't just jump in it like a lot of people think they used to tell me that in, in Detroit. But, oh, you're in a band. I want to let's let's jam some music. You play reggae. You know, that'd be my pitch. You play reggae, reggae. Yeah, of course I play reggae. Isn't that just two chords and a doobie? And like, oh no, you asshole! It's not. It's it's like so much more. It's a culture and a you know something that you know has been perfected over many many years. And you know, so I mean, what the point of it is is that here in San Diego, like it's a it's become a part of us in California here. I mean, reggae is is you know, of course, we pay tribute to where it came from, but I mean, San Diego now is another place that reggae came from too, you know, and along with sure. a bunch of other states that are joining along as well, and just America in general and the world, honestly. I mean, reggae has taken off all over the world, everywhere. It's it's so crazy, and it and I, it seems like the in a lot of ways it's really different from other musics in that way musics is that music so many <laughs> <laughs> not not to put you on the spot here but since we're all about the new music we like to promote new music review new music we do that every week you guys have a very different situation with the evolution of music obviously and in, in, especially in san diego and i think viva arizona was a great example of a lot of new music coming up right now who would you guys say like 
keep your eye out for coming out of the San Diego area right now that just caught your attention. It's no bias. It doesn't have to be everybody not picking favorites. But if you had a sound that just caught your ear right now coming from San Diego, California, who would you recommend? Oh, man. Well, I mean, we were really captivated by um, Kyle Rising at at uh, yeah. the show, Aviva and, uh, and Sensi, Sensi Trails. Trails. Yeah, and they just added another member, right? Or has he always yeah. been there and just been on records no, or he something? Said that, he said it that night that they had just added that second guitar player. I'd awesome. never seen him before. That was the first <clears> time. <throat> um, I mean, I saw clips of him. I've, I've definitely seen clips of him, but like never, I didn't really get to experience the show. And uh, I'd say he's got a really good energy, right? Yeah, he's he does. So too. He's, yeah, he's he's his authentic self. But he's like the Jim Morrison of reggae. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That is a big compliment person. right there. That is a big <laughs> compliment. Yeah, he's cool, man. Yeah, so we look really, out for Kyle. We'll big up, we really big up Kyle that for real. Big time. Mm-hmm. And he, I went up, and he actually, he actually, he pulled in my heartstrings because I, we were sitting down over at the side and, you know, a lot of guys, like, they wouldn't do this. And he came over to us it was just like, Goody, what's up, man? Uh, and he's like, you remember me? And I had met him a long time ago. And I'm like, of course, dude. And, and uh, he was like, you should come up on the set. And I was like, of course, man. You asked me to do that. I totally will. And I, you know, I'm, I'm humble. I'm a humble guy. And I'm like, thank you, man. Thanks. I, I love that. And, I, and so we did. We got up and we did a little piece on the, on the set that night. And it was a lot That's of fun. Awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, he's super cool guy. And since he trails, they're definitely coming out, keeping up and, and making some great music and talk about a great message. I mean, you play back a lot of those songs and can't get mad, just get inspired. So um, <laughs> I think that's something that, again, people take away from Just Goody Music as well. And I want to thank you guys for taking time to be here, be a part of this podcast and be a part of the conversation. And beyond all that, just being a part of this freaking community because we need that love. We need to keep spreading the good things because there's enough bullshit in the world. And uh, you know, just a pleasure to actually get to meet you in person but more to get to know you better on the, on this podcast. So uh, JB Evan, I know it's been a little bit of a, a long winded thing. I've been talking too much today. I apologize, but I'm not sorry to you guys. Sorry to them. Sorry to our listeners, maybe, but <laughs> we've been doing a lot of yeah, talking. We can just you. go on and on forever. That's why my <laughs> voice is almost gone. So <laughs> yeah, it's no, awesome. We love it, man. And same way to you guys. Like we can't as artists, we can't do it, you know, do it without the support of each other, you know? So it's like, for you to be doing this, what you're doing with the podcast and being out there playing and everything that you do to that. We're, you know, we're all uplifting each other. So we can't do it without you. Thank you for, for doing this. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. This well, is, speaking all, of, it's uh, all about Brett, you mentioned bands to look out for from San Diego. I'd say number one on the list right now is just goody. And we got yeah. the album coming, you know, and hearing how you guys have both been inspired by reggae music here in your, stories getting to know you a little bit more i think i can say anyone that's listening to this podcast right now is going to be uh truly stoked to listen to this album and um you know we always talk about silver linings it sounds like during covid during the pandemic being out have everyone forcing uh, being forced to kind of refocus their life you guys have made the most out of it and, and have some amazing music for the people so um we're gonna stay tuned we're gonna be pumped and anything we can do for you guys let us know but uh thank you so much for joining us today and um yeah, you, you you made some big fans today for sure. Nice, awesome. Thank, Thank you, guys, you guys so much. We re- we really appreciate guys. it, and uh, so it's fun. Anytime, Let's do it again. Let us know for sure. Awesome, that's awesome. what's up. Great Thank you. Story time with Goody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like it. All right, we'll All right, be back everybody. for round Peace. two. All right, guys. All right, Thank y'all. you so much. See you. Peace out.